welcome to Life and Things Podcast. This is Corinne. Happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys are having a fabulous week so far and that you guys have some really great, fun-filled plans with your friends and family this week. Um, I know that I do, and what we are planning on doing is we will be camping out by my parents. My sister and her two kids are coming to my parents as well, and they live quite a bit away from us, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be... Um, getting to catch up since normally we don't see each other through the year and sometimes it can be a couple years between when I see my my sister and her kids um so I have a lot of things that I'd like to talk about today including just sort of rehashing the story of the first Thanksgiving I think a lot of us probably don't remember the full story um I know I didn't so I found it (laughs) and I'm gonna read that to you guys um also I'd like to go through you know just the different types of food that were eaten back then and also what what I eat today for Thanksgiving and what my family's planning for this Thanksgiving um I'd like to also go over the spirit of Thanksgiving and what that really looks like so I hope that you stick around and I will be beginning in just a moment. All right, so let's start by reading the first Thanksgiving. This one happens to be written by Nora Smith. Nearly 400 years ago, a great many of the people in England were very unhappy because of their king who would not let them pray to God as they liked. The king said that they must use the same prayers that he did. And if they would not do this, they were often thrown into prison or perhaps given away from home. Let us go away from this country, said the unhappy Englishmen to each other. And so they left their homes and went far off to a country called Holland. It was about this time that they began to call themselves pilgrims. Pilgrims, you know, are people who are always traveling to find something they love or to find a land where they can be happier. And these Englishmen and women were journeying. They said from place to place towards heaven, their dearest country. In Holland, the pilgrims were quiet and happy for a while, but they were very poor, and when the children began to grow up, they were not like English children, but talked Dutch. Like the little ones of Holland, and some grew naughty and did not want to go to church anymore. This will never do, said the pilgrim fathers and mothers. So after much talking and thinking and writing, they made up their minds to come here to America. They hired two vessels called the Mayflower and the Speedwell to take them across the sea. But the Speedwell was not a strong ship and the captain had to take her home again before she had gone very far. The Mayflower went back too. Part of the Speedwell's passengers were given to her And then she started alone across the great ocean. There were 100 people on board, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, and little children. They were very crowded. It was cold and uncomfortable and the sea was rough and pitched the Mayflower about. 
and they were two months sailing over the water. The children cried many times on the journey and wished they had never come on the tiresome ship that rocked them so hard and would not let them keep still a minute. But they had one pretty plaything to amuse them, for in the middle of the great ocean, a pilgrim baby was born, and they called him Oceanus for his birthplace. When the children grew so tired that they were cross and fretful, Oceanus' mother let them come and play with him, and that always brought smiles and happy faces back again. At last, the Mayflower came in sight of land, but if the children had been thinking of grass and flowers and birds, they must have been very much disappointed, for the month was cold November, and there was nothing to be seen but rock, sand, and hard, bare ground. Some of the Pilgrim Fathers, with brave Captain Miles Standish at their head, went on shore to see if they could find any houses or white people, but they only saw some Indians who ran away from them and found some Indian huts and some corn buried in holes in the ground. They went to and fro fro from the ship three times, till by then they found a pretty place to live where there were fields and little running brooks. Then at last, the tired pilgrims landed from the ship on a spot now called Plymouth Rock. And the first house was begun on Christmas Day. But when I tell you how sick they were and how much they suffered from the first winter, you will be very sad and sorry for them. The weather was cold and snow fell fast and thick. The wind was icy and the pilgrim fathers had no one to help them cut down the trees and build their church and their houses. The pilgrim mothers helped all they could, but they were tired with the long journey and cold and hungry too, for no one had the right kind of food to eat, nor even enough enough of it. So first one was taken sick and then another, till half of them were in bed at the same time. Brave brave Miles Standish and the other soldiers nursed them as well as they knew how. But before spring came, half of them had died and had gone at last to heaven, their dearest country. But by and by, the sun shone more brightly and the snow melted. The leaves began to grow and sweet spring had come again. Some friendly Indians had visited the pilgrims during the winter, and Captain Miles Standish was several, uh, with several of his men had returned the visit. One of the kind Indians was named Squanto, and he came to stay with the pilgrims and showed them how to plant their corn and peas and wheat and barley. When the summer came and the days were long and bright, the pilgrim children were very happy and they thought Plymouth a lovely place indeed. All kinds of beautiful wildflowers grew at their doors and there were hundreds of birds and butterflies and the great pine woods were always cool and shady when the sun was too bright. When it was autumn, the fathers gathered the barley and the wheat and the corn and they had planted 
and found that it had grown so well that they could have quite enough for the long winter that was coming. Let us thank God for all of it, they said. It is he who has made the sunshine and the rainfall and the corn grow. So they thank God in their homes and in their little church. The fathers, the mothers, and the children thanked him. Then, said the Pilgrim Mothers, let us have a great Thanksgiving party and invite the friendly Indians and all rejoice together. So they had first Thanksgiving party and a grand one it was. Four men went out shooting one whole day and brought back so many wild ducks and geese and great wild turkeys that there was enough for almost a week. There was deer meat also, of course, for there were plenty of fine deer in the forest. Then the pilgrim mothers made the corn and the wheat into bread and cakes, and they had fish and clams from the sea beside. The friendly Indians all came with their chief Massasotes. Everyone came that was invited, and more, I dare say, for there were 90 of them altogether. They brought five deer with them that they gave to the pilgrims, and they must have liked the party very much, for they stayed three days. Kind as the Indians were, you would have been much, very much frightened if you had seen them. And the baby Oceanus, who was a year old then, began to cry at first whenever they came near him. They were dressed in deer skins and some of them had a furry coat of a wildcat hanging on their arms. Their long black hair hung loose on their shoulders and was trimmed with feathers or foxtails. They had their faces painted in all kinds of strange ways some with black stripes as broad as their finger, all up and down them. But whatever they wore, it was their very best, and they had put it on for the Thanksgiving party. Each meal before they ate anything, the pilgrims and the Indians thanked God together for all his goodness. The Indians sang and danced in the evenings, and every day they ran races and played all kinds of games with the children. Then sometimes the pilgrims with their guns and the Indians with their bows and arrows would see who could shoot the farthest and best. So they were glad and merry and thankful for three whole days. The pilgrim mothers and fathers had been sick and sad many times since they landed from the Mayflower. They had worked very hard, often had not had enough to eat, and were mournful indeed when their friends died and left them. But now they tried to forget it all and think only of how good God had been to them. And so they all were very happy together at the first Thanksgiving party. All this happened nearly 400 years ago. And ever since that time, Thanksgiving has been kept in our country. Every year, our fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers have rejoiced together like the pilgrims and have had something to be thankful for each time. Every year, some father has told the story of the brave pilgrims to his little sons and daughters and had taught them to be very glad and proud that the Mayflower came sailing to our country so many years ago. So that is the first Thanksgiving story. 
Again, it was written by Nora Smith. And that sounds very similar to the story that I remember from school. Um, common foods that they told us that they ate was turkey and other fowl, fruits and vegetables like onions, peas, beans, cabbage, carrots, anything they could grow, really. Fish, shellfish, because they were near the ocean. Potatoes, pumpkin pie. So what are we having for Thanksgiving this year? It's a little bit different, but a little bit the same. Our family typically has a turkey stuffed with stuffing. Um, we typically have coleslaw, mashed potatoes, candied yams, green bean casserole. Um, and since we've moved to the South, me and my parents, um, we've also added a couple other dishes that we have occasionally, which is what they call dressing, which is kind of like their form of stuffing in the South, and greens. So that is what we have planned for this Thanksgiving. What do you guys have planned? Who's coming to your Thanksgiving? What food do you guys plan on eating? And what kind of events do you guys usually have? I know that my family will be sitting there probably playing board games, cards, talking, watching TV, maybe football because Brian will be there and he's, I think there's a big one going on this time around. Um, and it's just, it's peaceful. It's peaceful and everyone just sort of hangs out, eats, cooks, chats, plays games. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we do. So let's talk a little bit about the spirit of Thanksgiving. I know that when Thanksgiving comes around, when you're really truly allowing the spirit of Thanksgiving in, it can be felt through gratitude and a peaceful family time. So go into this, this week, this is what I implore you to do, go into this week of Thanksgiving with a positive intention of gratitude because gratitude is what leads to more blessings. And I'm sure you can think back on your life when you've realized that things have, even though bad things happen, there are always things that we can be grateful for. And when we show gratitude for the things that we still have, even in tough times, more blessings show themselves. So this is the perfect time, in my opinion, to start a habit of gratitude through a daily journal. Because when you allow yourself to focus on the positive through a you know, journal of gratitude, you know, writing down your gratitude habit, then you'll see more and more good things over the bad things. And that's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. So finding a place internally to feel all the gratitude starts by greeting, creating a space and intention for gratitude. Focus on the positive feelings. Gratitude can be poured out to our higher power and that's typically the first thing you should be doing is showing gratitude for our creator. For me, that's God. From there, you can start really expanding your gratitude to the, all the people in your life. You know, feeling the gratitude you have for them. There's always a reason why we're grateful for the people in our lives. And then don't stop there. Tell them about it. 
share your gratitude for them with them. Because <laughs> then that spreads gratitude. Then they start feeling more gratitude. Then you can start showing gratitude for the things that are around you. You know? In this time, you should be present with your family and friends. Put down your devices. <laughs> you know, like your phone, your iPads. Put them down. Play board games instead. Spend time present with your family. You can have great conversations and fill the day up with joyful gratitude. And, you know, gratitude offers a lot of benefits. So I kind of look this up, right? Because that's what I do. I know there's a lot of benefits, but there's no way I'm just going to pour them out. So instead, I found a website called happierhuman.com, which to me just sounds like a great website. And they had an article that talked about the 31 benefits of gratitude. They put gratitude's definition as being very simple. Gratitude is simply taking time to think about all the positive things in your life. And if you can't think about one positive thing in your life, there's a problem because there's always something that you can think of. Always. It can be as minute as the fact that you got out of bed this morning and that you are alive and breathing. You can be grateful for that. You can be grateful for the sun shining. You can be grateful for seeing a butterfly or a deer or, you know, having your child tell you that they love you. There's always something you can be grateful for. So the benefits of gratitude kind of all swirl together, right? One thing affects the other. So gratitude affects your emotions. Your emotions affect your personality and your social life as well as your personality and social life affects your emotions. From there, you've got your health and your career and they all play a part in each other, right? If your emotions aren't right, if your personality is not right, if your social life isn't right, your health and your career will be affected. So let's look at this. So benefits include number one, happiness. We are happier when we are grateful and when we're showing gratitude. Two, makes others want to be around us more. And that makes us happier. You know, we are not meant to be solo creatures. We become healthier. You know, not being grateful ends up creating negativity, which leads to sickness. Well, in return, <laughs> gratitude leads to happiness, which leads to being healthier. We find our best selves leading to our best careers when we are in gratitude. We are more positive in our emotions. Our personalities become much better. We become more optimistic, less materialistic, more spiritual, less self-centered, and more having more self-esteem. So let's look at just our personalities. Our personalities, things that benefit our personalities from having gratitude are more optimistic, less materialistic, more spiritual, less self-centered, and more self-esteem. With regards to health, we get better sleep when we're grateful, less doctor's visits, more longevity, more energy, and more exercise. Yeah, we get off our butts when we are happy. Socially, we are far more friendly when we're grateful. 
We have better marriages and relationships, more respect for others as well as ourselves. We end up with more friends because of it, and we end up with deeper relationships. How does gratitude affect our careers? We manage our careers better. We increase networking. We achieve our goals better. Our decision-making is far better when we are grateful and happy. And our productivity is increased. So as you can see, there is so many reasons to be grateful in our lives. So take some time out today. Make a list of what you are grateful for. Try to wake up every morning and say at least five things you're grateful for. And try to repeat that again before bed. You don't have to say it out loud if you're around people, but you can say it in your head. Although saying it out loud is still very good because then other people will want to join in. Because guess what? Positivity spreads. So our positivity and our gratefulness will spread to others around us. With that being said, um, I decided to go ahead and find some Bible verses that I could share with you guys that kind of show how Thanksgiving really should look in our lives. And I found this on a website called BibleStudyTools.com and it was called Happy Thanksgiving. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He love his love endures forever. 1 Chronicles 16:34. They start out by saying Bible verses for Thanksgiving. Be encouraged with scripture on why you should give thanks and how to express our gratitude. It's so easy during the holiday season to be overwhelmed with all the tasks and activities to do that we forget to stop and reflect on why we should be celebrating. So take a moment and listen as I read these Bible verses that they've prepared for us in this little article. Here are the top Thanksgiving Bible verses. Psalms 107, 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalms 717 says, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Philippians 4.6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to, the, to God. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, in which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. There are so many others in here. I mean, they just keep going, so I'm just going to pull out some from Psalms because, you know, I've had this um, one goal that I've not yet accomplished, which is to go through the book of Psalms and read, read it thoroughly. So I'm going to go through and just pull out the Psalms. Psalm 9-1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell you. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. We've got Psalms 13, 1 through 3, or 
Psalms 136, 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to God, the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Psalms 95, 1 through 3. Come, let us sing for joy to Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirst and fills the hungry with good things. And this is Psalms 107, 8 through 9. Psalms 106, 1 through 2. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? So I will stop there (laughs) because there's like hundreds of them here because, you know, the Bible is definitely full of gratitude. You know, gratitude is definitely something that we should all be feeling and we should be focusing on all year long, not just during these time periods, during the week leading up to Thanksgiving or, you know, those kind of things. We have things to be grateful for every single day of our lives. And as you can see, even with the story from the pilgrims, um, they faced great trials in England and decided to move forward out of that and great things came from that bad things did too so you know we've got our trials and our tribulations that we have to get through but out of bad always leads to good and we have to believe that so even if you're going through some struggles right now which a lot of people are going through struggles right now, just know that it will not last forever and that we must always keep our head towards, first of all, our present, right? Because we don't want to live in the future. We don't want to live in the past because we're missing all the things that we can be happy about right now in this moment. And a lot of what we are dealing with nowadays is clouding that you know we are our focus has been taken away from what's really important which is family happiness gratefulness god you know all those things that we should be focusing on has been clouded so uncloud your thoughts create a habit of gratitude today and at least you then know that you're moving in the right direction that's all we can really ask for 
and don't feel fear in this time either. Fear steals our joy and we should be feeling joy right now. So don't allow the media, don't allow social media, do not allow people in our lives to steal our joy because you know what? We have one life to live. We're given one chance to make the most of what we've got. And there we have so many opportunities, so many opportunities to create the life that we deserve. But step one is getting out of our own ways. And a lot of that is turning away from the negativity, turning away from things that are not wholesome, turning away from social media, turning away from the media that talks about negative things all the time. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, occasionally know what's going on. Obviously we should know what's going on, but we cannot allow that to take over everything. Because if you are not right internally, in your mind and in your heart and in your soul, nothing else will ever be okay anyways. So focus on those things first and get yourself right. Get yourself into a place where you can support yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. If you haven't checked out our website yet, please go to thriveforwards.com. You can also find us on YouTube as well as Rumble as Life and Things Podcast and on Facebook, Life and, pa- Life and Things Podcast there as well. On our website, as you know, there is um, our Etsy account, which is Thrive Forwards Studio. So check us out there. And I also have a Stripe account if any of you guys wish to donate or anything to our to our podcast or to our website or to our um our cause of creating positivity and a place for people to go that um, please do so through Stripe. And I've got a link on my website. There's also going to be one in the description to this podcast. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming and listening. And I hope that this helped you guys and that you guys found some positive reinforcement and also have been inspired to start a habit of gratitude. Have a great, happy Thanksgiving and God bless you guys. And I will talk to you guys again next week. God bless you all. Bye.